what is yeah. an unpopular food opinion you have Ooh. or something that's like overhyped that you're like not that great mm, i got a few of them i gotta think about them i can't own. wait yeah no you think about them <laughs> um got any for us I mean, I got. I don't want to rant too long. I don't. No, don't, please. Um, I think my number one thing is like, and this, I don't want to put anybody out of business or anything, but I personally, I hate. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Let's Snack Podcast, a podcast about food, uh, business, social media. Um, apparently, we're a food truck podcast now because we keep having. Uh, Y'all degenerates on. Gotta love it. Um, <laughs> we are joined here today um, by Damien. Can you pronounce your last name? Because I'm notoriously bad at Italian words. It's uh, Del Pizzo. Del Pizzo. Yep. I would have butchered it for you sure. Got it, man. Um, he owns a truck called Vuca. Yes, sir. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But uh, honestly, it's probably one of our favorite trucks in Jack's. I'm not afraid to say that because it's true. And uh, he does like Italian street food. Uh, we're excited to get to know him a little bit we got han over there hey han what are you snacking on today um i'm really boring so i've been not having a big appetite lately so i've been doing these belvita um energy to get me through those are actually they're delicious they're pretty good (laughs) but i'm not adventurous enough to true the fruit flavors have those been around for a while because i feel like i've only been aware of them for the past couple years probably like a good 90 snack that we didn't discover until we started buying our own groceries i'm gonna guess they've been around for a hot minute (laughs) okay i'm just i live under a rock yeah what do you oh so i actually i provided damien snacks because he was like i don't care and i was like i'm gonna make this good so i'm actually curious uh what you think of my choices, but I got, you want to display those? I got some trolley sour crawlers nice. or trolley bright crawlers. Those are my favorite candy. I'm a fan of all things gummy, yeah, so those are great. Okay, solid pick then. That's good. And then I saw these at the store, and what I kind of wanted to do, they're uh, 3D Doritos. Nice. Um, I kind of wanted to do a little taste test because I haven't tried them yet and see if they uh, live up Stack to the, up. the fact that N- Nabisco charges more for those than other chips. Well, who's going to open it? I'm going to open it. Get in there. So they are indeed 3D. Can confirm. <laughs> All right. These are like the late 90s ones, right? I, that's kind of... I saw <laughs> that and I was... Thank you. Pretty good. Can't these really are like... Yeah, these, the these f- do live up the to the The Frugals? What were the ones that you could put on your These fingers? These are like Bugles, oh, Bugles only yeah. like Bugles. Doritos flavored. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. They kind of are. Those, I'm actually really impressed because I thought that was going to crash and burn, but those are really solid. They got a good spice on them at the end. So. <laughs> Evan's like a 45-year-old man with his freaking diet sun-kissed over there. <laughs> okay. For the record, they don't make enough diet sodas of the soda I want to drink. Like I'm a big Mountain Dew guy. Zero's pretty good, man. Mountain Dew Zero's great. It is good. I wish they would make their, like, crazy flavors in that. Yeah. Which, y'all are both um, from the north, so I feel like Mountain Dew is, like, a bigger deal. Do they deal. drink a lot of Mountain Dew up there? Not necessarily. I, my brother-in-law's from Chicago. He just like Mountain Dew? Yeah, nice. he's just, like, all about the Mountain Dew, so I feel like that's, like, a northern Could thing. be. I gotta, I gotta look into that. Mm-hmm. Wait, who does? Perry. Perry likes, yeah, okay, he does. But I think he's, he's not, my Mountain yeah. Dew buddy at family reunions or family <laughs> gatherings. Um, yeah, so I'm drinking Diet Sun Kiss because I'm still trying to lose weight. But uh, yeah, so tell us about yourself, sir. What do you? What do you? What are your hobbies? Where do you like to stroll? Well, right now the the main hobbies are the business. I mean, that's that's pretty much. Any, I mean, Evan can attest to this when you. Uh, when you're when you're in this business, you're in it. You know that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So you know even on the days off, the days off include uh, you know scheduling you know the truck and that is true, making maintenance appointments and <laughs> cleaning. Yeah. You know it's all kinds of good stuff. I is mean, it still to the degree where like, how much of your booking now is like through those app like through the uh, booking agents? I think it's that's a smaller percentage than um, it used to be. I think in the beginning you're it used all, to be almost all. Yeah, I think now um, you know that we've kind of put ourselves out there and people know what we have to offer i think that you know we get a lot more uh you know people calling us and saying hey you know we're having an event we're having this we're having that you know come out and we really want to try your food so and i remember go ahead what is like something that you would say no to though because i'm gonna just go ahead and say that there are a trucks 
and there are B trucks, and then there are C trucks. Well, it's, I, and Damien is definitely not in the B and C category. I think there's, you could say that about a lot of businesses. I mean, I think okay. for the most part, you know, we try to stay away from, you know, the, like the, festi the festivals are, are not really our thing we're finding out. I mean, mm -hmm. as much as I love to do them and it's, it's, a, it's a good time, like it's not really what we do. Right. Um, you know, we, we want to, we get the food out as fast as we can, but we also don't want to be slinging food. You know, that's not really what we're all about. So, I mean, I would say those, um, you know, anything like, like you said, mentioned kids' birthday parties, that's obviously like, you know, I don't know how, how many kids are going to be stoked about eating our food, but, <laughs> you know, we do our best to accommodate everybody, but okay. um, we would like to think we're more for the uh, the adult crowd, mm -hmm. but. How did you come up with your concept, and how did you know or, like, have an idea that it would work in the Jacksonville market? I mean, honestly, like, from my brother and his wife have lived here for a long time, so okay. I kind of just, you know, gauged them and said, hey, you know, I'm in Philly, I, there's Italian food everywhere, what, what's down there, you know, what do people have, you know, and what are they eating, and. You know, I'm not gonna say barren wasteland, but I would say there's a lot. There's not a, not a ton going on here. I no. mean, you're not finding, you know, bakeries and delis and you know all the things that you find in abundance in you know neighborhoods that have large Italian American communities. So I wanted to bring a little piece of what I know, and that's the food that I cook. Is cook that I love. You know, the food that I love and that, that I want to see and what I want to eat ultimately. So that's what we serve on our menu, pretty much. And you guys are Italian street food. So what does that? Yeah, what does that encompass? Yeah. I, I think what. <clears throat> I think ultimately, like the street food thing, is more of a play on words because we're a food truck, but mm -hmm. we do serve things um, that are known, you know, throughout Italy. Like like Panzerati is mm -hmm. one of those things that like you will find. It's sometimes known as a pizza fritti, fried pizza. You'll see that everywhere, um, you know. But then at the same time, we take things that are non-traditional or you know relatable to, you know, to people here in the south, and we kind of put a twist on it. You know, I, I feel like a sandwich has always been a street food. So any any sandwich you can kind of right. play with. You know, um, obviously, like Brussels sprouts, those kind of things are, are pretty portable, in my opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. we're not serving you a plate of food with sides on it. I mean, you can get any of our stuff and just eat it right away. So that's the way I look at it. That's true. I mean, I agree. Also, your food looks ridiculously good, too. It's like you eat with your eyes as much as you eat with your mouth. That is true. You guys do put a lot of work into making stuff look uh, like, like I said, it goes back to, you know, we want to cook food that we want to eat. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, Evan's done it. You know, we, when you when you work in kitchens like you, you know, we all eat food that, you know, we think is, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's almost like it's, it's a different level. I mean, we... A lot of people think we eat Hot Pockets at home, but we still take pride in the things that we eat. So, yeah. you know, we want it to look nice. And because you guys are picky about where you go out to eat. Too, yeah, most and definitely. And spend your money. Most definitely, yeah. Um, so you call your brother, you figure out the food scene here, and then you just automatically move here and you just hope that your wife is okay with it, that? No, or? it was, it was a, trust me, it was a big, long, scary process. You know, okay. that involved in-laws and arguments and, you know, because I've lived. Because in-laws are still up there. Her parents are still up there, so we, okay. you know, we still have, you know, those conversations. But, you know, I've lived in Florida. I grew up, you know, and down in, you know, I mean, I pretty much split between Philly and here. I went to high school in Sarasota and okay. college at UCF, so I've lived here enough. But she hasn't, so it was a whole new, you know, world for her. So mm. getting used to, you know, driving everywhere and, you know, all the things that come with living in Florida. So Yeah, yeah the heat, the humidity. Yeah, that too. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot different. But, yeah, it was definitely a process. It wasn't like, hey, we're leaving, you know. So. And then, did you custom build out your truck, or did you find something on Craigslist and hope that it? Ran? No, it was a it was another uh, piece together kind of process. Like we got we drove like five hours into Georgia. We we found a guy that okay. builds these really cool trailers. Bought the trailer. Wait, like Atlanta, Georgia, or like? No, it was like a small hick town. This guy's been he builds these trailers and sends them like all over the world. So that's crazy. I think I've heard of that. I know other people have yeah. done stuff with them. But um, ultimately, like, we, we drove it back. Um, we bought all the equipment. We had a local guy install the equipment. Um, it had the hood in it already, but, like, it was pretty much just, you know, a bunch of people working together to get it done, so. Is there any special meaning behind the name? Uh, the name is kind of a play on words. I mean, obviously, you eat with your mouth. So it, it's a, from a Sicilian dialect. It means mouth. Um, there's... Oh. There's also a, an open-air market in Sicily called the uh, Vucaria, Vucaria, I'm not really how to say it, but it um, it's just a really, like, a lively market with a lot of cool food, and I feel like that's ultimately what food trucks are. Like, you you that know, is, you, bring, yeah. you, you bring that, you know, that feeling to people. Like, hey, you know, I can get something really cool off of, off of this mobile kitchen, whatever you want to call it. You know, that's ultimately what we're doing, so. Yeah. And you went to culinary school, correct? Yes. Uh, where, where at? Into the CIA in a Hyde Park, so I was always told that's the 
you know, Dang. creme de la creme. So was it the creme de la creme? It, it was for me. I think I had a different perspective because I was 25 years old when I went there, and most of the people there were, you know, 18, fresh out right. of high school. Mm-hmm. So I had already worked in restaurants, and I was kind of like, these kids have no idea what's coming. Oh yeah, they don't yeah. know like realistically. You can't yeah. take thirty minutes to cut like cut a carrot. Perfectly. Yeah, because they're you know you end up you know they go to New York City and they find out that there's some guy you know who who can do everything they can do way way yeah. way better he than them, a lot better. cheaper. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, and that's what you're gonna find out. You're not gonna get paid any big salary. You know, <laughs> it's, right. it's yeah. hard work. So, right. Have you worked in any fancy restaurants that like people would be like shocked to know what you're doing now? Because like. You know, another food truck owner that worked in a Michelin star restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I think people would be shocked to hear that. And he doesn't really talk about it, obviously, because he's humble about it. So yeah. is there... Yeah, most definitely. Um, when I um, when I graduated um, from culinary school, there was a chef. There's a chef in Philadelphia, Mark Vetri. He's, okay. he's like, he was like basically the guy that I knew I was going to work for. Read all his cookbooks. So I got in my car. I drove to Philly one day. I worked in one of the restaurants. It was like, you know, I don't whatever the drive is. It's a long drive. Um, mm-hmm. Said, hey, I want to work here. Started working there. I worked in one of the smaller restaurants, and then eventually uh, he asked me to come work at Vetri, which is like the flagship, mm-hmm. really nice restaurant, small tables, everything was uh, chef's tasting, so you had, uh, oh, cool. I don't even know how many courses we did, I mean, some, <laughs> some of them were like 10 to 12, 14 courses, Jeez. but um, it was it was a cool experience. So the time I was working there, um, we were a James Reed semifinalist, so they were the top four mm-hmm. restaurant in the country, didn't win it, but um, they got four bells in uh in Philadelphia, that's like the uh, the restaurant reviews. Right. They got the Four Bell review, um, so it, w- it was a cool experience. That's a big deal. Got to cook at the James Beard House in New York. I mean, it was fun. So that is cool. Hey. That's very cool. I mean, he's definitely, um, you know, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. Like I, I, we ended up, you know, I ended up going a different direction. But you know, he's always been like my, you know, and you could, you guys follow him on Instagram or whatever. He's got, he's he's like the king in my in my eyes in terms of Italian food in in America. I mean, he's he's got some really cool concepts. He's in mm-hmm. Vegas now. Where else is he? I mean, he's all over the place. But and he's still like a mentor, right? Like you could. I don't really talk to him. I mean, I've okay. I could if I really want to, but I don't. You know, I'm I'm a kind of guy that like once I I don't. It's not really a burn bridge, but when I move on, I move on. I mean, okay. if it's somebody who wants to reach out to me, hey, let's talk. Fine, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm too like tunnel vision. I'm too looking forward all the time. So. Yeah, I feel that. But it was it was a good experience. I mean, you learn you learn like that was kind of the old school way of doing things. Like we you know we had those. Uh, uh, 90, 100-hour work weeks, you know, it was mm-hmm. crazy. Only four of us in the kitchen oh. being responsible for basically what would be, you know, the work of 10 people. So you learn a lot, but Jeez. it was good. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't think I've ever worked that much. I mean, I think every day we butchered um, – I butchered a goat every day. We had to butcher our fish to order, which I've never had to do before, and, and half the uh, – like when to, you – Wait, when, to order. To order, yeah. So, like, somebody orders Jeez. a somebody orders a turbo, you take the fish out of the drawer – Put it on the you know on the yeah. board. Cut the head off. Cut the fins off. Clean it to order. Clean it. <laughs> yeah. What's the purpose of that? Because he was trying to basically turn us into machines, uh-huh. which which I appreciate now. Yeah, I was gonna say but, it yeah. probably paid off later, right? But um, yeah, it was just you know it was fun. I, I think ultimately, like uh, I think that way is kind of starting to die a little bit in the kitchens. I think you ha- kind of have to be a little more sensitive to people's needs, and you can't be pushing people to to those levels. I mean, I appreciate what they did for me, but. It also kind of makes you a, uh, you know, a little cold. But a little cold. <laughs> yeah, probably. I know something about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you get here, you get your food truck. You have, uh, is food truck life anything like what you expected it would be? Not at all, and, and I think that that's the uh, preconceived notion that people have is that it's just going to be like, oh, I've worked in restaurants. It's got to be way easier so than So it's, it's like the movie Chef is what you would say? No, I hate that movie with a passion. <laughs> Evan watches it like 500 <laughs> we, times a day. I, I, I get I, mad I, when we watch it. I enjoy the movie because because yeah. I know who's behind it, like right. Roy Choi and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like the movie itself just drives me bananas. Like that you're just gonna pull up to some neighborhood and yep. like you're just gonna start crushing it. Like no. I always yell. At I her. mean that's like, the food truck. Yeah. When do they clean up? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like like I said. There's so many. There's so many things you don't think about like that are gonna go wrong. Oh, that absolutely. do. I mean our first service and every one of these guys will tell you their first service is hell. Mm-hmm. Like generator didn't work. All the sodas came out of the fridge. You know, the fryer oil went everywhere. I mean, it's like everyone will tell you those things. That sounds so familiar. It's it's just like, <laughs> and, and that's why we all can sit and laugh and have a beer about it because it's literally like, you know. It happens to literally everybody. Everybody. It does not discriminate. And and it's, like I said, it's you can laugh about it now, but it's still, it's part of the process and it's a daily struggle. So. For sure. So, um, 
here's I, I don't know what your experience. I know in the past, like from what I've seen you put on social media, just as far as like people in general are concerned. So, I, like, what are some things that you wish, um, I guess, food truck patrons knew going up to a food truck? Like, what are some things you wish they would keep in mind? I think that this isn't to disparage any other right. trucks, no, but, absolutely. but to, to understand that not all food trucks are created equal and that not everyone is doing something a little different. I mean, there's a lot of chef-run food trucks that as much as like, yeah, we want to put it out and we want to make money and that's what right. it's all about. Like, yeah, because the more food you push out, the more money you make. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we stake a reputation on what we serve and, right. and it doesn't do me any good to throw food at you and then you don't like it or you tell me it's terrible. Like... I want you to enjoy everything you eat because I want you to come back. So ultimately, that, I mean, that would I would say that is you know. Have just, you? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Have you developed any pet peeves now? <laughs> like yeah. being a food truck owner, you're just like, or if you go to a certain spot, do I you have like? Some pet peeves. You we we have <laughs> you have different type of guests, and Evan can attest to this. Like you get some people that will order food and immediately like want to know where it is, and it's like, well. You know, first, your number, you know, 20 behind all these, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to get it out as fast as I can, but it's also cooked to order. You know, we're not, we're not scoop and serve. That's not what we do. So, you know, some things take time, you know, and, and that's my what, favorite was when people would like stand by the window and just like look in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what, well, yeah, like the peripheral. <laughs> that's why, like, I, I kind of depend on my guys and my wife to sometimes when she's working on the truck to kind of like, you know, I'm going to stay over here and make sure we're getting the food out, but like, you know, keep them, uh, keep them busy. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, like I said, that, and, and then just, you know, I, I wish people would be a little more open-minded. I feel like Jacksonville's coming around in a lot of ways. There's a lot of younger people here, but yeah, I feel like the, the food scene has a long way to go. Oh, I mean, I, oh yeah. We're like we would both 20 agree. years behind everybody. We've participated quite a bit in the food scene and there's still things that, we see in other cities that we're like, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish we had Even that. Raleigh, which is kind of a college town, Raleigh was is like a great experience. Ages ahead of us. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would call it like a maturity, but like I, I feel like we're it's called like kind of immature in the sense that like, you know, you people are kind of going for the same things. And, and don't get me wrong. I love like, you know, fried chicken tenders and stuff yeah, like we, that. We call it yeah. buffalo chicken. <laughs> but at sure. the same time, like it's, you know, there's so much more to, to, to eat in this world and like and enjoy. And, and that's what brings me the most joy is when I give something to somebody that they've never had before. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know what that I've never eaten anything like that. Or, or I didn't even know what that was. And that was mm-hmm. amazing. You know, you teach people, which is which is great. So. Yeah. And if you're watching or listening to this, what I can tell you and hand might be able to attest to this, too. But like one of the most gratifying things about um eating different places is trying something for the first time and just discovering how good it is most definitely yeah i think it's like so when you're growing up and then you go to the same mexican restaurant same chinese restaurant it's like that's all you know and then when you can finally like make your own decisions or just venture out on your own it's like a whole new world i think or when you live in a small town and you move to some place that has stuff like i figured out what an empanada was like (laughs) five years ago yeah Yeah. and i think you know jacksonville i like to call it like my big small town sorry mike i keep hitting you um because there's so many people that stay here that is true and there's like the little neighborhood so not a lot of people cross the ditch or go across a bridge for food and i think um anthony from carolina jack said Mm -hmm. the best it's like why wouldn't you travel for food if it's an extra 20 minutes to get a good meal most definitely and part of that too is we fight a different fight with because of the chain restaurants here. I mean, everyone knows like yeah. Florida is the chain restaurant capital of the world. So you know, there, there's always going to be the and you can't you can't compete with you know three ninety nine food or eight eight dollar food. I mean, that's I mean, we to a certain extent we can, but I mean, yeah. if if you're looking for amounts of food for small amounts of money, it's it's tough. You know, that's and you won't find people that go out of their way to support local. Yeah. As much as you'll find somebody who goes for the cheap and the easy. That's, and that's what I'm saying. If you, I really feel like if you're searching for quality, you can find it. You just have to, you know, you have to understand that what, what goes into it and what goes behind it. And, and you know, you will you can keep those people for a long time once they taste the food, but you got to get them there. That's the that's – the, And yeah. I'm going to be honest. The one thing that I don't really understand about, I guess, maybe it's just the way my brain works, but I don't get how people um, are, like – content with just going to chain restaurants and knowing what they're getting and not trying new things i guess it just like it doesn't make sense to me like if it's a budget thing like part of me is like do you just go out to eat to not cook or do you go out to eat to like enjoy your experience 
But the the flip side of that too is like, okay, well, it's not really a budget thing because if you really look at, you know, I'm I don't I mean, there's a lot of different cultures here, but you know, let's say a big city and you go and you start eating at the places where, you know, these these different cultures are eating at and eating this this amazing food in some of these Asian markets yeah. and stuff. It's like these people aren't spending a lot of money. No, you know, you can get a, a you know a bowl of soup or something really good for five dollars. You know, you just mm-hmm. have to kind of go out of your comfort zone a little bit, and that's ultimately what it is. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It just depends. I mean, money, money, yeah, is 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 always an issue. But I mean, you can find great food if you're willing to look for it. That's all I'm trying to say. Are you a Mexican food guy? You I, like that? I mean, I'm very, very picky about Mexican food. I, Have I'm, you been to Lucas? What, is it El, 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 El Castillo? El Castillo. I have not. No. Okay, that's that's like a little Mexican market spot that we really like. It's right. Is it by food trucks? Yeah, remember when you said like cheaper food? Because it's like you'll get your bill and it's like you've ordered everything on the menu. It's like twenty five dollars or something like that. I mean, I'm the guy that goes to the taco place where no one speaks English and like everything is like yeah, that's you know, this place for sure. Head and tongue and all that good stuff. Yeah. I just oh, try you get it. like tacos de lingua and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah you get the great. lingua. So okay, good. what does lingua taste like? It's great. It's, it, I don't want to sell tongue on the truck, but I don't know if people are gonna go for it. But it's yeah. it's really good. I mean, I'm intrigued, it, but I'm nervous. If you think of it like, well, it's prepared different ways, but I mean, the way I've always liked to serve it is kind of like um, you treat it almost like pastrami or, you know, like okay. you've had it on a sandwich and you slice it and you put it on a sandwich. Like you wouldn't know it was anything other than like some kind of deli meat. tell people it's pastrami. Is it cured like pastrami? Yeah. I mean, you can do it that way. I mean, you pretty much, hmm. either way, you have to boil the hell out of it if you're going to do um, anything with if it. If you're going to like chop it up in tacos. Get yeah. all the cow spit Yeah. You, you take all the outer layer <laughs> off of it. <laughs> This is that's not funny. funny. But that's that's a great example of like like you know awful like all those those things that people would traditionally you know go to to the poorer classes you know and now it's like you can find those on Michelin star menus. I mean it's crazy. Yeah. So. Like, birria tacos like came out of nowhere, and that's yeah. something that's been served as Mexican. That did kind of come out of nowhere, didn't it? I mean, it was like locked down, and it was TikTok, and now it's you know people get annoyed with the TikTok taco. But we literally had one of my friends was like we went to a Mexican restaurant and like did a TikTok for them and he went there afterwards and he's like I think he like talked to the server or something the server's like people keep asking for the TikTok taco and we were like yeah, that's the social media that's well that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before I feel like you know especially with you know social media like pe- people will want to eat those like flavor of the month type things but mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. I want to eat the thing that the family that runs a restaurant eats in their house for sure what you is know? an unpopular food opinion you have oh. or something that's like overhyped that you're like not that great Mm, I got a few of them. I got to think about them. I now. can't wait. Yeah, no, you think about them. <laughs> um, I, don't hear them. I can Let's go plug first. Plug a sponsor real quick. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you have an. I'll no, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So we're in selfie photography, Jacksonville. Um, selfie photography, I think, is just what it's called. Check them out on Instagram. Come in, take selfies with your friends. Uh, they've very diligently put up with us for the last uh, couple months. Um, we got. Some big plans in store for the next few podcasts, so stay posted for that. But uh, we do want to thank Selfie uh, Photography for putting this up. Um, so come support them. They're really, really cool owners, and uh, it's a really good time if you uh, have friends who like taking selfies, kids, all that good stuff. Um, definitely come check this place out. So, Hannah, I want to hear your unpopular food opinion. Um, it wasn't until recently that I actually really liked Birria Tacos. I didn't think they lived up to the hype that they are described in because if the point was to have a quesadilla taco, I didn't get that vibe from it. And the consomme at certain places um, did not add anything to the taco. I don't so think that's I, that unpopular. I think that's a pretty common opinion right now. Okay, well. But no, no, no I If you I ask like a 20 year old, yeah. year old girl who's trying to get on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't think that all seltzers are created equal as far as, like, alcoholic seltzers go. <laughs> like, I think it's, like, truly or die. You're really and I think, mild with your controversial opinions. I think people are really into White Claws. Okay, um, what was another one? I, okay. So did we come up with a list during quarantine? We did, we did. We came up with a big list. I personally don't like buffalo chicken that much. I think it's just, so, like, it's hot overdone. sauce and mm-hmm. chicken. It's definitely overdone. I think also, like, Frank's hot sauce is not it. It's you know not the Frank's? one. It's yeah. all right. I would rather go with, I mean, Cholula is, like, the bottom tier I mean, of, like, Mexican hot sauce. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good base. Like, yeah. you can mix it with stuff. Yeah. Got any for us? 
I mean, I got. I don't want to rant too long. I don't. No, don't, please, please. Um, I think my number one thing is like, and this, I don't want to put anybody out of business or anything, but I personally, I hate brunch. I think it is the. I think. Uh, I think it is like, to me, okay. to me, like, I don't hate the idea of it. I I hate the fact that people wait forty five minutes in line to make tea pancakes, that they can make at their house. So you were at <laughs> brunch fest this year. No, and that's the thing. <laughs> I I love. I love my brunch and I love the kind of food that we serve, but to me, like, I feel like brunch is, mm. is becoming like, it's everybody it's so has boring. one and they're all boring. About the same, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, that. I did a brunch menu in Philly where everything, every single week I had to do something different. So I did a different eggs benedict, I did a different omelet, I did everything different. And it had to do with, you know, the seasonality of the vegetables, mm. it had to do with everything. So, you know, and that, that, those kind of things are, count to me and i feel like it's just like if you're gonna just go eat pancakes and eggs and all the normal <laughs> crap just like do it at your house but where else save... can you get a bottomless mimosa yeah. and just buy some you know eight dollar champagne also, and if you're gonna happy. call it brunch i feel like there has to be some sort of elevated nature to it because if you're just eating pancakes and eggs and what that's breakfast you're just eating breakfast later which brings me to another thing that i can't stand is those bloody marys with all the crap on top really like i i don't i don't like bloody marys at all hand i like bloody think about the crap on top I, I mean, I think it makes like it more fun. <laughs> my, my question, my, well, my, I have a normal drink. My question is always: Is the Bloody Mary in the glass any good? I mean, because because you, yeah. you're you're setting a pretty high bar when you put like a, okay. che- a cheeseburger on top of it. Uh, yeah, I will say that Bloody Marys are not all the same. If you yeah. ask for spicy and they just happen to put some hot sauce in there, that is yeah. not exactly what I asked. I mean, for. I love Bloody Marys, but like to me, I'd rather just like focus on making the cocktail right, and then we can add. And like, then we can talk about can it talk later. About we can add like shrimp yeah. and lobster to it later. Yeah. That's funny. I will say um, soft pretzels are not. Oh, like come on. That I gotta, I gotta, wait. <laughs> yeah, we gotta You're saying that to anger me. Okay, so you, we got to take you to Philly, and okay. you got to go get them when they're fresh out of the oven, and those right. things are, like, next level. And they're, and they're the cheapest thing on the planet. You could literally feed, like, like a, a dollar. Yeah, you could literally get, like, I don't know, 10 for, like, $2. Like, whatever. The, Dang. They're, they're ridiculously so, good. Okay, I probably haven't oh had gosh. a good one. And I will say the only we one I've liked is Monkey's Uncle. Had a good. He's, she's talking pretzel. about like the Bavarian one. She's not oh. comparing it to what. No, you're I'm not talking. comparing it to like it's a Philadelphia. Not what you're about. No, the the Philly. Pre- I'm surprised they haven't tried to bring one down here. But like well, the Philly. Well, so Edison company. Sons has it, but they import like, them, so it's not. not it's yeah. not like made. You want them when they're, they're hot. good. I like. Mm-hmm. I still like them, but it's not. I think he even would admit this. He he just they're like them. the Wawa ones. Like right. they're they're in oh, plastic. Yeah, like. You're, they're not the same. When you they're get them, they're literally like, packaged like the Wawa ones. We would just like eat them hot, and then when they're hot, they're like, "Oh, these are trash. We're not eating them anymore." I mean, they're so good when they're hot. That's funny. But yeah, that's that's a big thing up there. I can talk I can talk Philly food all day. If you want See, to that. that's the thing is like a lot of the stuff I've seen from Philly food-wise is like right up my alley. It's like really? their food scene I I think I always forget how much I want to go and then I either see one of his sandwiches that reminds me of the like the Reading Terminal Market and all the stuff you can get there or I'll have like a Philly from somewhere like it's usually from Edison Sons or just something along those lines and it's like, man, they have a really good food scene. I mean, Chris, Chris is from, he's from Kensington. Yeah. He's from Philly, mm-hmm. so he knows the stuff. But, like, you know, there's, and I always tell people there's better sandwiches than a cheesesteak in Philly because there are. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you can oh, get, yeah. like, there's so many, like, hoagies and sandwiches you can eat that are, that, there's so much good food there. It's ridiculous. Because you have 100-year-old businesses, which mm-hmm. you really don't have a lot of down here. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the thing about Buffalo. Like, we went to Buffalo, New York, and it's just, like, I don't know. I, I don't think it probably stacks up to Philly, but just, like, you go into a place and it's been open since, like, yeah. The nineteen early nineteen hundreds and the buffalo wings literally have butter like dripping from it oh, still like it was just made. It's because so it was probably good. some grandfather to some father right. to some son and they never yeah. change it and they're never going to change it because they have people that have been coming back for fifty years and that's right. just how they they do it. Which and is here awesome. we got Wendy's. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's dope. So how often would you travel back or how often do you get inspired by like where you're from? I mean, trying to bring it down here. I haven't been lately, but you know I'm. I'm definitely like my heart's always there. Like I know what's mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are there, but um, you're um also an Eagles fan, not yeah. to be confused yep. with Steelers. Right. Yeah, we like bad teams too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to tease him too much about the Vikings. Oh no, 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 he's in a please, bad place please right now. <laughs> let me have it because I'm done with them. I actually disown. You're also like a fair weather friend. If that right. one game nah, is just gonna just don't you. just don't go to the Jaguars, man. That's bad news, man. If you're <laughs> not into the if you're not into football, just like tune out for like five minutes, real quick. But like the Vikings continually, yeah, blow it in the last second, and I can't do that anymore. I would literally rather be a Jaguars fan and know I'm going to lose every game. Which, 
I'm now a Jaguars fan for the record. Okay, well, have you ever gone to the Super Bowl and been up the whole time, and then like at the third quarter something switched and Tom Brady beat you? No, but it's a relatable feeling. That's the. That's thing. not like relatable. Missing. Yeah, but we beat them and then played in their stadium, and that's Bro, pretty bad. That was bad too. <laughs> that game was so awful. I was at your house for that game. You remember that Eagles Vikings? And I was just like at halftime. I was just like, turn it off. I couldn't yeah. do it anymore. I'm I remember, just so tired. I remember of the hearing they hearing the really interviews with people that were visiting from Minnesota, and they they weren't expecting it. Like, cause oh, they they were yeah. like doing the little thing that everybody does, like decorating the Rocky statue, and then find out the hard way that you know the fans are all jerks, mm-hmm. and you know. I've always thought Philly was good. I remember growing up and thinking Donovan McNabb would be like, you know, somebody that we would talk about like 50 yeah. years from now, and I feel like he never really got looked yeah, over. Yeah, because the Vikings uh, picked him up, and then. Oh, I forgot about that. And but he, he played like one game and just re- like yeah, fell we, off the planet. But I feel like you always characterize like a team by like who you knew was playing when you were a kid or when you first that fell in love true. with football. That's My true. favorite guy is from actually from here is Brian Dawkins. He's I think he went to uh, I actually high, know he, who went that to, is. he went to Reigns. I'm not I think. even good on football history, and I know who. That yeah, is. he went to high school here. A lot of different Eagles went mm-hmm. that were down here, but yeah, I mean it's that's that that Duval connection right there. So. For sure, that's pretty dope. But you would never be a Jags fan. No, nah, I can't do it. Well, and I couldn't either, so. I think we're kindred spirits in the sense that, like, we've gone through so much losing that I know what yeah. it feels like. And right. when you finally win it, it's like, you saw what happened in Philly when we won. Like, we went nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, mm-hmm. I think it ever, if it ever happens here, it'll be a beautiful moment. Yeah, the yeah. big the big difference between Philly and, like, Minnesota, per se, is Minnesota will never have one of those moments. And it's, it's sad, you know? You just feel for those fan base and the people that they're just going to live their life in misery. It's too but, cold there, man. I mean, you guys are totally disregarding Atlanta's feelings. You guys have had some success. I actually like watching your games, even if you're losing. Like your team has some talent. Listen, we have a quarterback who like, completely changed the way our percep- like yeah. the projection of our program, and now he's still hanging on for dear life. Okay, we got to get off football. Is it because losing. I finally started talking about it? Listen, girls can nah, talk football. My wife does football. My wife, she's the loudest person in the stadium. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, speaking of large events, um, I heard rallies are kind of starting back up. You guys do rallies? I mean, I have to know. I have to know a little bit about what's going to be involved. Um, I'm ultimately, yeah. If it's for charity, I'm going to be all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just see some of the some of the things that are done, and I'm, some of them, and I'm not necessarily like all about it. But you know, I'd, I'd be willing to. I know uh, the Jack's Food Truck Food Court is putting on some, and they were um, trying to drum stuff up back again, which is cool. Yeah, they had one last Saturday, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think. You know, food trucks have a advantage that nobody talks about during COVID is that for those COVID conscious people, you guys are open air. Yeah. yeah that and is. you are able to move. Um, but yeah, nobody really talks about it because I think the focus. Do you guys feel like you were kind of left out of the conversation when restaurants were closed and to go only and then opening back up? I feel like people kind of disregarded food trucks in they general. They probably did. I mean, I would say yes and no because we, we kind of. Kept, we're able to keep our doors open when people mm-hmm. were closing theirs because we were getting invited to neighborhoods and you know private events and things like that that kept us alive, you know. Whereas other people like you're depending on somebody to come to you and it's like that's that's a tough sell when people are quarantined. Right. Like, you know, if you're not making money through you know Grubhub or your delivery, like you're no one's gonna you know, no one's gonna be able to survive that. So, so I've noticed there's like two kinds of people in Jacksonville specifically: people who know about the food truck scene and people who don't. And if you know about it, it's probably because you either live or work at a place with food trucks. Yeah. And then if you do, you'll have favorite food trucks and you'll know what's going on because you'll, like, follow mm-hmm. them on social media and stuff. And if you don't, you're just, like, like you said, they're just, like, completely out of the loop. Yeah. I think um, I remember this one guy specifically who always got two burgers, like, when he would come to your food truck because he loved them so much. And yeah. that he would I love that guy. heat them up the next day. And then I remember oh, William. being, like. Shout out to William. <laughs> We didn't really make, I didn't feel like we really made an impact because, you know, I didn't really know how you felt. And then I remember looking on the scoop group when you shut down and somebody was like, oh my God, I hope Joystick's not next or whatever. And I was like, oh wow, I didn't even think that Evan's food truck was that big of a deal. But if you get a loyal following. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, sorry, I didn't cut you off. No, you're good. I mean, to be honest, like those are the people that, um. That when you're having a bad day and you hear from something good Those like that, it changes your whole, it changes your whole yeah. demeanor. Like mm-hmm. when somebody says, "Hey, that's the best food I've ever had in my life," like then that, or that's the food that my grandma cooks for me that you make for me. Like that's mm-hmm. makes you feel great. So that so, is kind of what keeps you going. For is sure. it true though that the lows are low and the highs are high when it comes to food trucking? Oh, most definitely. Yes. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the lows are bottomless pits. I mean, they're they're yeah. bad, but I mean, 
the good news is, and that's why I insisted on being at Food Truck City, is like is all those guys are, they've all been through the ringer. We, we there's nothing we can't handle if we all help each other out. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean I've had so many people help me like you know change tires and you know I do my best to kind of you know talk to anyone that's getting into into it or brand new or hey this isn't working what can I do and mm-hmm. you know. Do you feel like you were ever like initiated in because a like because you're Bro, younger and like I remember you were having new? a conversation with you where you felt like you were being initiated in. <laughs> I come up to his truck uh, at like Julington back when I used to go there until I abandoned it completely. Yeah. But, uh, and we like, he like gave us some food or whatever. And I remember eating it and thinking like, oh yeah, this guy's going places. But like, <clears throat> I talked to him and he was like, I don't want to say, never mind. I can't reveal this because I don't want to disparage any Why don't you just use like pseudo uh, names? Do you still get business from him? Which one? The guy who used to book it. Uh, n- not really. But I mean, I get, I know what you're talking about. I say John Doe, whatever. Yeah. Well, long story short, he was talking about how uh, he'll the booking agents in general. I won't even go at him because everyone does it. But like they'll like dish out spots to trucks that they think are good, and then. It's just like a game of it is like all politics and favoritism. And I remember he was like super frustrated with it because he's like, "All I'm getting are like these crap spots." And it's true when you're new, that is what you get. And so you kind of do get initiated. And like now, I'm sure it's gotten a lot better. Well, I took it as a. I think a lot of people like sat around and feel sorry for themselves. I right. took it as a challenge, and and now it's like I don't need your spots. So it's like okay, mm-hmm. but you know, and that's what I you know I, I think ultimately when you, you know you know what you have and your how good your product is like and you, you know it needs to be in a certain place and needs to have an audience like you're going to do whatever it takes to get it there and you know yeah i just kind of let it happen so I, yeah. I don't i i never like you get you still have trucks now that are you know they they get up pissed off that they're not getting these spots right. and it's like well you're not getting the spots because you don't bring anything to the table like you need you need to do better like just do better mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to put a lot of emphasis on this one spot but do you feel like you kind of made it when you were able to park at ram every week that is true because Ram, Ram, Ram is, is somewhat prestigious, if, I think. If you guys don't know, it's Riverside's Arts Market. Yeah. You can catch him in a whole bunch of trucks every Saturday from 11 to 3. It's under the Fuller Warren yep. Bridge. 10 to, 10 to 3, yeah. 10, 10 to 3. That's dope. And we don't go enough because I love it. I started going more so I can make videos for it all the time. Yeah. I think the, like, it's kind of changed in the sense that there's, there's you know, John kind of has some newer trucks just kind of mm-hmm. trying them out right. or, or whatever, but. You know, for me, that was huge because, like, yeah. that's that's our audience. I feel like, like that is your audience. Yeah. That's where we belong. And, like, you know. I remember I, thinking that, too. And and to be with, um, you know, I, Evan was the first guy, you know, by 95, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. was the first guy to kind of, like, say, hey, man, you should be at Ram and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to John. Um, when Gus had his truck, mm-hmm. ultimately he made the move to the brick and mortar. You know, Umami Curry. You Gus know, he's Bus. doing it. He's doing his thing. Oh, Gus um, I I jumped on the opportunity, and I was like, you know, John told me to apply for the year. I applied for all the dates, and I'm, you know, we're doing it. It's, you know, we get we get to be with, you know, a lot of our friends. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a friendly rivalry with uh with you know D and Ashley at Fusion every yes. week. Yes, so. I was hoping that it's who you were gonna say. They are also like one of the Ram staples. And yeah. I feel like people go to Ram specifically for them. They are very much like, I want to say they've been around for at least five years. They've been around for a while. Fusion's for probably. Been, yeah, they've been around like seven or eight years. They've been around for a while. I mean, and Dee and Ashley are from um, England originally and yeah. like just kind of go all out and prep for them to, can take days. She can cook. They're a, they're a machine. machine. Oh, that's, yeah. we, we, we tease them because, uh, you know, they like to have their little line. I'm like, well, can you yeah. make sure your line doesn't go into my line, please? You know, we like to have a, we have a little <laughs> friendly banter, but. That's funny. You know, um, we have a lot of respect for those guys, and and you know they're the they're kind of the flagship truck. So you for know, sure. there's there's people out here, you know, that say, hey, well, you know, why did they get all the spots? I'm like, because they because they deserve they it. Deserve it. They don't even have to go out Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, they, they do just fine. So to say that Ram was kind of a um, turning point was probably it's safe to say, or like you still don't I, feel no, like it was. No, most definitely. I mean, it, it broadens our audience, and and you know, I I think that. The, the more there's a lot of people that have come through Ram that are visiting from out of town, and I've met a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I'm I'm just in town for a little bit." And I had a lady who came from Canada. She I don't know if she was lying to me, but she's like, "I want to try your food." I'm like, "I mean, I'm sure you're in town for another reason, but the fact yeah. that you're coming here to get mm-hmm. our food is that's awesome." That's so really cool. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's really cool. I mean, it, it's it's a bigger audience because you know, like you go to these neighborhoods, you're going to see a lot of the same people, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. 
but you go to Ram and like you know, I mean, for instance, we had that that Jack, you know, the game, the Packers Saints game, and there's yeah. a lot of you know a lot of people I noticed. in town for there that. There are a lot so. of jerseys in there. A lot of people in town for that. So, you know, if you can, anytime you can broaden your audience and you get you know people you know that follow you from other places, that's yeah. awesome. So I also know that because I went to Ram recently, you have a couple of consistent guests too. Yes. That um, doesn't matter if it's Callahan or Riverside, they might like wipe you out. Yeah. And put in hundred dollar orders, yes. which Wait, is like really? unheard yeah. of. Yeah, at a food truck. That's funny. Yeah, we get we get these, you know, and we love them. I mean, we get people that mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I want I want the whole entire menu in a box." I'm like, "Okay, we gotta give us a minute, but we'll we'll take yeah, care of it for you." Okay. I mean, yeah. That's that's crazy. I mean, that, that's what like that's we nuts. talked about before. That's what makes you feel good, you know. No, for yeah. sure. So um, the highs are even higher when stuff like that. Happens. Most definitely, and, and yeah. if you're not, in, <laughs> and if you're not in this for, I mean, we can all say, you know, we we're in this for the food because we a lot of us are. But so I, you know, there's some that are just they want to make a profit, and that's fine. But you know, I would not start a food truck if that's your yeah, motive. Yeah, because you're mm-hmm. you're gonna be like you may as well get handcuffs and chain yourself to your truck because yeah. you're gonna it's it's your mm-hmm. baby. You live in it. You you work in it, and and if you don't love what you're doing, and you don't love cooking, or you don't love customer service because that's what you deal with it's hospitality at the end of the day you know it's it looks a little different mm-hmm. you know you're not sitting in a restaurant but you know we still have to be you know the same so and you mentioned like if you probably couldn't do this without your wife do you feel like a lot of people just rely on their families to get through these times or do you feel like you know everybody's yeah. kind of married to the business at the end of the there's day. different dynamics which is what makes it so cool i mean there's some there's some trucks where the kids are on the truck and and they're like kind of the pseudo workforce there's trucks where mm-hmm. it's yep. it's you know husband wife teams yep. um you know there's there's some trucks mm-hmm. that like i mean as much as i love my wife i mean she she knows that i all the stuff i do is to my own detriment because i i basically you know i prep all day i work all day i don't my the guys that work for us like you know Ashley and Chris are awesome, so they, you know, they, they pretty mm-hmm. much all I ask them to do is give me your, your best performance three hours every day. I'll take care of everything else. I mean, that's you know, we're control freaks in the sense that we want, you know, I want right. to put my hands on everything, you know. So, yeah, everyone I mean, does it differently. How great is it to know you can show up to a shift and you're guaranteed money, except when you're the owner and yeah. you just can yeah. show up to a shift and you're not too sure. It, I think that was like Evan would like. We love the people that worked for us, Cam and Young. Like, we still love them to this day. But sometimes Evan would be like, man, I wish it could be Cam and Young and just show up to a shift and know I was going to make money. I know. Well, that's what, yeah, I don't, you know, right now, that's what we do. I mean, you you work to pay bills and pay your employees to keep them happy because they're the lifeblood of this thing. So Mm -hmm. I am glad that you say that because I feel like a lot of owners have now realized with the staffing shortages how much their employees mean to them. And I think... Um, we're starting to see like a change in restaurant culture, like where you get sign on bonuses. I've heard also in town of an owner taking all of his employees out to like a game to like build team, like, um, build community. And I feel like that's not something that restaurants did in the past. I think now with COVID they're kind of like, oh crap, we better get it together and do what like corporations have been doing for years. No, I think in a small business, like they're your family. Like if you don't Mm -hmm. take care of them, then you shouldn't be doing this. Like, you know. Yeah, they should always be number one, and and you know if they need you know like like for instance like we sold Ashley our our car like well she needed a car I'm like here I need you to get to work every day, take the damn car you know it's yeah. like we we need you to we we want you to be, you know to be able to to drive yourself to where you need to be and including to work you know absolutely so, I it's I kn- yeah I know another owner that will pick up his employees on the way in yeah because he's like I need you there, it's I mean it's important I mean not everybody has the same situation I mean. Especially with with this, you got to be at a certain place at a certain time. You know, sometimes we're, we're going all the way to you know Green Cove Springs or Yuli or wherever. I mean, it's it's a drive. So those were not fun drives. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, does your wife do your social media? or Is that you? I do everything for for the business, and and yeah. it's not to say she doesn't do anything, but like she's got her hands full. She you know she's an ICU nurse. She works. Mm-hmm. Take some good pictures. Appreciate that. I, do you uh, stage a lot of them? Because like I mean, you look like you do really well. I take a lot. Of, I take a lot of pictures. I, I try, but I just take a lot of pictures, and I and I'm just delete a lot of pictures. Like honestly, yeah, like well. I'll take thirty pictures of the same thing and just be like, oh, I don't like the way that looks that way fix that and you yeah. know mm-hmm. and you know we have we have the tools of, of obviously like you know instagram and whatever to mm-hmm. to kind of put the best foot forward but you know ultimately like i want to look back at that and say you know this is this is like a you know if somebody wants to know what we're all about you know go on our instagram and look at what we this is what we do mm-hmm. you know you can always find out you know and the captions are like well written too like he actually like talks about stuff the history versus... of the food and talks about why it is a special yeah there's there's a lot of thought that goes into it which is i think 
why like early on we we highlighted it because it's just like it's mm-hmm. pretty obviously like you care about it yeah that, that's what we just said if you don't care about it then you're gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding like this is you know you have to find your little bit of happiness and and for me it's creating new things and, and bringing new things to people that they haven't had so that's what we're, i mean i'm sure somewhere in the world somebody's making it but you know i'm, I'm talking about here and this is my audience so it's a little different mm-hmm. and i'd make a comment about tiktok but at this point it just doesn't sound like you have time <laughs> I, I honestly like would, would love to get into it because I, I see what it can bring. I mean, I, yeah. I've no, I know chefs that have put like random videos on and gotten three million views uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I'm like and they blew up. So I, I know it's I know it's a definitely a tool I'd like to get into. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, maybe is it because you just it, don't man. have the time? And, you know, frankly, at the end of the day, business owners shouldn't be wasting their time on the marketing. No, it, it's you know, I, I literally have an ever growing, he'll tell you, like, I have an ever growing list of, of things that I need to yeah. do or fix or, t- you know, it's like, it's, it's a mental list. And that's one of the things I'm sure I have somewhere on the list I want to add to mm-hmm. to the repertoire. But, you know, it's, it's always something. Yeah. At least you do see the positives of marketing. I yeah. feel like um, a lot of times when we talk to business owners of restaurants that, you know, are well established or aren't well established, they try to gloss over marketing. Yeah, they're, they're just like, we always get the the idea of like i don't know they just don't think it like adds anything they look at it as like something they have to do no nah. somebody tried like, to um compare our video marketing um concepts to somebody that helped this guy out in the past do a pinterest board yeah of they, his restaurant i was like really, it's not the same thing people don't get what we do and like it's it's cool that you even just like mentioned that you've seen people blow up from it because that's like yeah kind of why we saw the value in it, and that's why we're doing it is because like uh, assuming people like want to grow and are willing to invest in it like we care just as much about growing our clients as yeah. um, have, they care about growing have you guys thought about it that tiktok is essentially a video google i haven't because like you what? can essentially uh, search make your case <laughs> you can search for anything you want on there yeah, you like can. you can look at true crime you can like type in a dish that is like popular right now, yeah. and then like it's a new trending dish, and there's gonna be tons of videos on it. There's a there's a video. I tell you something. There's a video. Uh, I keep getting people keep sending me TikTok videos. Though, the old Italian guy who keeps cooking for his family, and he does like 900 things. I've yeah, I love that guy. He's like he's like he's all he's like a real like you know Jersey Guido Italian yeah. guy. Uh-huh. He's cooking like you know he's cooking all these like Italian American things like oh I'm making. Uh, you know, veal parm or whatever, and he's got like all this food, and he's just trying to. It's it's hilarious, but like that guy's got a million freaking views on every video. Yeah, I mean, he's like, here's veal parm, yeah, and ravioli, <laughs> and mozzarella. Which is funny to this. us because that's how we grew up. You know, when you grow up in an Italian household, it's like Thanksgiving is turkey and pasta. Like, like mm-hmm. you have all kinds of stuff on the table. Like that's that's just how it is. So, do you guys actually spend like two like a day making jar sauce? Like going through all of that and making your own marinara. I make my my sauce is simple, and I, I feel like that's such a misnomer that you have to spend like your sauce cook for like nine like six hours or nine. Like literally, my sauce takes half an hour, and it's it tastes. I want it to taste like tomatoes. I don't want it to taste like. Okay. I mean, yeah, if I was making like a, a meat sauce or a meatballs or something like that, yeah, it'd probably cook for a while. But you know. Also, is it called gravy? No. It's not called <laughs> gravy. Gravy goes gravy goes on turkey. Gravy yeah, goes on turkey. So where <laughs> did? That's the Italian gravy thing. Which is funny because that's like, you know, that's where my family's from, South Philly. Like, that's what you hear is like, you know, put some more gravy on it or, you know. And I'm like, I always looked at them like, that's not gravy. That's, it's sugo. It's sauce. It's not gravy. Like, gravy's for turkey, roast beef, and stuff like that. It's it's brown. It's not red. So. Coming from a chef. Y'all better listen. Y'all heard it first. I'm sure there's people that disagree. I I could care less. I'm going to grab the list of food names, man. We're going to play a game and you get to ref it. Sweet. Oh, yeah. You do get to ref. I feel like you should have brought Damien whiskey instead of. I asked. Him. He asked him. I was like, I, I gotta, you know. You gotta drive. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that intense. There's, there's guys like Kevin Hopper. He'll, he'll drink whiskey all day. Uh, so are we gonna pass this okay. back and forth? No, I have one right. I have the names right here. Okay. But I have no advantage because I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go. I took all of these from your Instagram, by the so way. So I'm just saying, who's who does it better, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Italian or, no, no, no. accent or not? Nah. You, you. I want you to give us the correct, correct pronunciation, and I guess. The people can decide for themselves. Okay. All right, hand number one. You want me to go first, and you want you. To go? I can go first. Go ahead. Mortadella affumicata. Not even close, in my opinion. Mortadella affumicata. 
I would say more of a ch- chata, but yeah, it's close. Okay. Close. Okay, well, how do you say it then? That's yeah. what I would say. Mortadelo con mocato. Okay, cool. So I'm not winning. You were probably <laughs> one point for Evan. Conchigal con You're having so much more trouble than I thought. Con- I am a speech therapist, actually. But I'm going to, this is, I like, I feel like I'm going to mess this up. Con. Conchigil. Close. Conchigli con maize. Conchili. Yeah, I wouldn't have con, con maize. Okay. That's a tough one. Yeah. That was a good one. I actually practiced this like before I knew it was a word, so I'm <laughs> hoping I don't make a fool of myself. Cache e pepe. Cache e pepe, yep. Yeah, there we go. I've got I would have said, and what I, what I would have said if you hadn't said something was quesio e pepe. But it's cachio e pepe. Cachio. Yep. Right. Um, this one's easy. <laughs> Sicily bolognese. Bolognese, you got it. Bolognese. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. All right, you want to go with the next yeah. one? Because I've been going first. Frito misto. That's it, perfect. Yeah, that's what I would have said. All right, cool, cool, cool. The, the last three are harder. Orchette al fungi. Fungi? Fungi. Fungi. Orchette. Orichetti. So orichetti al, al fungi. I want fungi. you to pronounce this next one, man. <laughs> Cozy. <laughs> Con. It's not. It's not far. Cose con Nuja. 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 Okay. Okay. It's not far off. And then the last one is Spiadini. Spiadini di Verdure. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, you got it. We did a little bit better than I thought. So we, we can go to Italy now. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think in Jacksonville you have to pronounce words like. like I I literally went through hell in the beginning because people oh, people wanted like they wanted me to put pictures and I'm like I, I stuck to my guns I'm like I'm not doing it, like I want I want you to read the description I still have people to this day that ask me what we sell and I'm like you know I, I don't want to make it as obvious as as like you know I have a big Italian flag and a picture of meatballs like that's not because that's not what we right. do so you know I think. There's definitely those times when I'm frustrated, but for the most part, I think when people stop and they look at what it is, and I'm not trying to confuse anybody. That's not what we're about. I want you to buy the food and enjoy it. Right. But, um, you know, if you just, that's why we have the descriptions, you know, you read what it is and, you know. Yeah. And they're thorough descriptions. I've never been like, I wonder what I'm going to get. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't read. There were so many like, hey, what do you guys serve people that I've met? It's like, bro, menu right here. I know. When I was the cashier for you, like I had to walk away at some point because yeah, I was like, like I can't asking, do it. Hey, what do you guys have? It's like that's why I love my wife. My, my wife's from Jersey, and I'm like I can't have her. Like I don't want her to ever like snap on somebody. But she's she's a yeah. sweetheart in the window. But like you get that's people good. that literally ask some ridiculous questions. It's like oh my god, come on guys. Pro and con about working with your wife on a food truck. Well, pro is you get to work with your your you know your wife, your best friend, or whatever. But I mean the the con is you know all the things that. You know to piss her off, and she pisses you off. Are gonna come out. I mean, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're taking the the uh, you're taking the at home dynamic and putting mm-hmm. it in the middle of a business which is supposed to be all professional, and it sometimes that doesn't work out. So. Yeah. How many times did I cry on the truck when I worked for you? You didn't work very much, so maybe <laughs> once. One time I cried because I got engaged in front well, of the that's a good truck. cry though. Yeah, that's a good cry. I think we have gotten to arguments though. Yeah, Do you I also mean, remember the time that you made me come in after I went to the doctors and had to get antibiotics? Okay, listen. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. Sometimes people don't show up for their shifts, and you're willing yeah. to do whatever it takes to get someone to fill in. <laughs> because being short-staffed at, like, a Friday night spot is, like, the worst. Yeah, it was Bartram Springs. I had to drive yeah. all the way down. You were so busy that night, too. Because you're already stressed because you know it's going to be busy, and it's probably hot because it's Florida. Yep, and, it um, was August. Know, it's, yeah, it's always like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see, I was even going to bring up, like, the whole, like, how a lot of your menu items take a little bit more time. And, oh, one thing I did want to ask is, like, where do you source most of your ingredients? Because a lot of the stuff you use seems higher end. I think that's part of the illusion is that a lot of those things that you, you would assume are higher end are, are just because of what I do with it, you know, as a chef. Yeah. So I, so I kind of. You can take the ordinary and make it extraordinary if you yeah. just if you just you know have some technique and and skill and and you know what you're doing. I mean, be confident to know what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's anyone can go out and buy like you know Maine lobster and truffles and all those things, but like okay, mm-hmm. well, what are you what are you actually doing? And and part of like what Italian cooking is is you're showcasing ingredients. And to me, 
you know, which a lot of people don't do. And luckily, there's a lot of great chefs in this country that are is, is you know, showcasing things like vegetables. Like, you know, for instance, we just put this um, pasta on that's going to be starting tomorrow that. Yes. It looks I'm so excited it, for it. It literally is like you wouldn't think it was it's it's bean puree. And that's what we're using to make the creaminess. I mean, we can add a little touch of cream if you want to kind of bring it to the next level. But like you can eat that pasta without dairy, which is pretty cool. And, and so yeah. it's vegan. Yeah, it's vegan. Um, it, it minus the sopressata, we take that out if somebody doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, obviously, it's not gluten free. Or maybe some like butter if you use that. Yeah, I, it it can be done. But there's no there's no butter. The only thing that's in that puree is is beans, olive oil, and herbs. So it's pretty much it's it thickened with the olive oil. And those are techniques you learn. Like, you know, you can you can make great pasta without using butter and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just knowing no having technique. And technique is to me is way more important than. You know, just giving somebody a bunch of ingredients because anyone could just throw some stuff together. That and was pretty much what I did, to be fair. <laughs> just like, also, Evan, you didn't go to culinary school or oh, work no for like any top chef. I, was I, I wasn't even planning on like being the cook. But I got but, yeah, but that's the thing though. Like, you, there's plenty of people I went to culinary school with that I have no business messing with food. I like you know, there's, oh, yeah. I, I've met people in Jacksonville that I'm, I think are are amazing. That you know, that literally just do it, and and that's. You know, I think food with a story ultimately is what I want and what mm-hmm. I think people should want is like you want you want to go to a food truck and, and eat the food that people are passionate about and that they eat they ate growing up or or, you know, just like I said, has a story behind it. I mean, yeah. their grandmother made them. That's why when I get the grandmother remark, it's like the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, thank you so much. That means the world mm-hmm. to me. So. And that is the whole thing. So we get pressured a lot um, with people asking what is the best blank in Jacksonville. And for me, it's just like, we don't even like look at stuff that way. We don't just have like a ranking of like baby back ribs that we just like go down or whatever. But like, I think if people stopped looking at it as like, I just want this food item and started looking at it as like, I want to go in in a way, this might sound a little cheesy, but I want to go hear someone else's story. Um, Have an experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, like, why do you go out to eat? Do you go out to eat to to fill your stomach or do you go out to eat to, to have any, like, for, for us, like, my wife and I would literally go out every other night in, in the city and, like, try new restaurants and, like, oh, this restaurant just won a, a James Beard Award. Let's go try it out. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's what you try. You want to see what the hype is about. Sometimes you're not thrilled right. and sometimes it's a bit. But I think that you see it a lot in, in Jacksonville where people want, like, almost want a guarantee. You know, right. they, they ask, yeah. quite, they ask like, hey, you know, tell me about this place. Like, just go out and try it. If you don't like yeah. it, you don't go back. But We're like, also very seafood and yeah. Mexican heavy. So it's like, if you say, like, oh, what's your favorite? It's like you tend to go to, like, those favorite and overhyped spots instead of the hole in the wall. And I've noticed really this a be. lot in the scoop. But, like, people will get, like, offended or they'll, they'll feel, like, violated and hurt if they go someplace and they're disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like, like it's personal. that's gonna happen, or if you have a differing opinion of a place that's so called like the best, like you you no. that's what makes us who we are. We all have different tastes and different oh, opinions. Oh, absolutely, different strokes and, for different folks, man. And I know like people want to they want to jump on people that say I don't like this or I don't like that, but it's hey, it's, it's like you like what you like. Yeah, like how, they're not gonna control that. Like, and that's the other thing is like we try not to like. I don't know. And even when I was working on Joystick, it's like, I don't try to yuck other people's yum. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like onions, just because I think onions add a lot to a dish, yeah. I'm not going to be like, you're an idiot. Because it's <laughs> like, I mean, you know, sometimes you joke here and there. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not going to make you eat something that you don't enjoy. And if you enjoy something with, if you just enjoy a cheeseburger with ketchup, and that's how you get the best experience, yeah. mm-hmm. by all means, man, like, it's, it's a shame that you're, uh, you're not able to appreciate some of this other stuff just because I I think other people can attest to it. But like, you like what you like. Yeah. About eating outside the box, trying to. I mean, I agree. I think just like from a speech therapist perspective, we were talking about like when we were talking about swallowing disorders, why it's so crippling for these patients who have a brain injury or have we can't eat like later in life, and it's because like we make eating such an experience in America. Like, we put out tablecloth, we put out the right cutlery, we pour wine, we have music, we have candlelight. Like, if that's not what you're interested in, then you're, like, missing the point of enjoying the food culture. That's I mean, just some of the best meals I've eaten have been on the on the hood of my car. 
Yeah. Because we go we go to some you know we go to some place we've never been and we buy meat and cheese and we we make some meal and we just sit there and eat it like a picnic like. Oh yeah. That's you know that's about the experience. You that's remember, some romantic you remember those stuff, things. Evan. You're taking notes. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Sounds like Damien really diligent, knows how to like woo notes. a lady. That's you how he's all. You know, you go to a, even if it's like a pizza. Like, hey, we're it's a nice day. Let's go eat the pizza in the park. Like, why do we got to go? Uh, you know, bring it home and you know sit in front of the TV. You know, like do something different. Why not? It's an experience because you remember those things. For sure. It's tips for people who tips. are trying to woo a lady right now. Enjoy your food. Yeah. For <laughs> real. Enjoy um, the company too. So let's do some brands of the week before we wrap oh, yeah. it up. So for you, if you have someone who sticks out in your mind, what Brands of the Week is is basically we like shout out a brand on social media that we think is like doing something, I don't know, different, above and beyond, whatever. Um, but a lot of people will just like, what I'd probably recommend is you just plug your own brand and give you give like a 30 second spot on uh, VUCA. But if you have another brand you want to shout out, that's fine too. I mean, I'll, I'll exclude you. Yeah, I'd- would definitely love to plug us. I mean, like, if you guys want to try something that's, you know, out of your wheelhouse and but can change your perspective on what Italian food is, then, you know, definitely come to the truck. I mean, we, we do, we're doing some things that, you know, would probably piss people off in Italy to some extent but hey like we're 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 trying to we're trying to change minds i i remember the first time told me somebody told me that you can't put cheese and seafood together and now you see michelin star restaurants in italy that are serving cheese and seafood so mm-hmm. you know i remember that role too yeah i mean you you don't the, the younger generation is is about taking risks and doing different things but i would i always pay homage to to you know the heritage and the classics and all it's i try to be as authentic as possible but while also kind of, you know, our, our food kind of dips into, you know, the South and, and, and bringing some things that are relatable to people here, as well as, you know, things that we would eat up in the city or in New York or Boston or, you know, that's because there's so many amazing ingredients in, with Italian food that just need to be showcased. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, you don't have to do a lot when you're working with cheese, meat and bread. But it's true. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely come to the truck and, uh, you know, try something different. So, yeah, say that much. Yeah, that was a good plug. And you got one or you want me to go first? I do. Um, so I'm going to plug Wonderbird this week. Oh, yeah. Um, Damien made a really good point in the podcast, and it's like, you know, we search for this specific price point, and, you know, we're willing to choose a chain over a local. Well, now we finally have a local restaurant that has a drive through and has a good price point similar to its competitors. And I think that people aren't showing it the love that it deserves. It's absolutely excellent. It has, like, six to seven different sauces their photographies their photographies like banging they have vegan options for a fried chicken place that's like unheard of um and they are the same owners as the local so you know if you love the local you're gonna love wonderbird you tell me that's like a standalone restaurant yeah it's not a chain that's that's super cool because i thought it was like a chain oh no it's so it's standalone and they just had that um idea and they were hoping that it works so that's their second that's awesome um Concept. They also do all you can eat Thursdays. Damn. Yeah, all the chicken nuggies you want. All the nuggos that you <laughs> want, yeah. So I would um, highly suggest checking them out if you're in the Jack's Beach area. If you've got kids, if you live with a grown kid, everybody will love it. Nice. Um, so my brand of the week is um, Aaron Berkshire. Uh, is it? His is uh, tag Aaron Berkshire Photography. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a photographer who does work... He, he shoots a little bit for 904 Happy Hour. He does some music stuff, but he is uh, he goes into the Jags games and does photography there. And, like, I remember stumbling on his page the other day, and I was just, like, honestly blown away with just the quality of work he does and um, just the skill he has as a photographer. And we even, like, sat down with him and his wife, and they're really cool people. And uh, I got a lot of value from that conversation. And... Um, I think it's definitely someone if you if you appreciate any sort of like talent for photography, I think you would get a lot out of following him. Um, so yeah, uh, he's my plug and he's sweet, pretty sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, just the last little sponsored plug I have is that uh, based on our conversation earlier, if you are looking for uh, help with social media, or if you want to get on TikTok or you need business coaching or marketing coaching, or even if you just need your bookkeeping done, um, Auxilium, uh, the company I work for, offers all of that and more. And you'd be surprised at how much 
that you can take off of your plate and how much faster you can grow when you uh, have a professional like uh, the people that work there in your corner. So um, if you're if you own a business and uh, you're looking at um, either growth or uh, just having more time to uh, to run that business, uh, check out Auxilium. You can get a free consultation at oxag.com. Um, yeah, it's uh, it could do a lot of good for. Uh, yeah, I, I, they're 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 a real force out there. So I'm I'm excited to see uh, the businesses that they can help grow. Nice. But uh, yeah, well, I uh, just want to say thank you again to for coming out here and uh, kind of sharing your story with us. I got a, a mm-hmm. lot out of it. I I think one of the coolest things is just hearing how much thought that you put into a lot of the stuff you do mm-hmm. with that truck. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's it's a labor of love, but we you know we do it for a reason. You know, we we if we have to be one of the people that kind of flies the flag for mm-hmm. for a certain kind of food, then then we're all about it. You know, that's what we're we're trying to do. You know, there's, there's a lot of us out there. You know, there's a lot of great food coming off of food trucks. I think if people realize the quality of food that some of these guys are putting out, and some of them are former chefs, you know, that there's there's some great stuff out there. And, you know, that goes back to what we're talking about, be adventurous, you know. Try something different. Don't mm-hmm. don't go to, you know, Applebee's, you know. Try, try a food truck, <laughs> you know, because you never know. I mean, it, it could it could be something that changes your, your outlook on everything. So, For sure. Definitely. And y'all should definitely try him out if you haven't. You'll mm-hmm. thank me later. Go but, to Riverside uh, Arts Market. Definitely. It's a good place to Ram's see. a good time. There's a lot of really cool, unique vendors and food trucks, and it's a really, it's a and good time. And there's picnic tables right by it, exactly. so it's like you can't have a picnic. You're right on the river. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool place to be, mm-hmm. so definitely recommend that. Cool. Well, uh, until next time, guys, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell your dog to subscribe. All that good stuff. Uh, like, whatever else. I mean, just uh, we appreciate you listening in the first place, and... Uh, We'll uh, catch you guys next time.